Mathis. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much for calling me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, you have you have one of the most instantly recognizable songs voices in popular music, you know, of all time. I, I was online listening to uh, you know, there's there's tons of vintage clips of you and some of the more recent ones, you know, on YouTube. Uh, your voice it sounds really strong. I mean, it just it sounds the same. You know, how do you keep it so strong and, and healthy and vibrant? You know, the lucky part that I had as a kid, uh, my dad was uh, was my uh, inspiration to start singing. He was a he's a good singer, and he played the piano. And uh, my brothers and sisters and I uh, listened to him, and he uh, he. He said to me, uh, if, asked me if I'd like to take some voice lessons, you know, and I said, well, yeah, okay. And uh, and it started a whole uh, kind of a, a routine that I got into where I, I studied uh, in school and I studied with this lady. Uh, and she told me that I'd probably, because I enjoyed it so much, she said, you'll probably want to sing all your life. So... Make sure you learn to sing, you know, produce the tones properly. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically, that was my foundation. Uh, she, it was a physical, actual physical uh, process of, of learning to open your throat properly so that the, the air flows over your vocal cords without, without straining them. So we, uh, uh, I, I studied with her for about seven years. And I think that's probably the reason why, uh, why I, I haven't had uh, any major problems with my voice over the years. Do, do you do, um, do you have like a, a pretty lengthy kind of warm-up period before, and do you warm down afterwards, or you keep your, your throat wrapped up with towels and stuff like that? I've seen, I've seen a lot of singers, you know, hardcore singers, you know, do some pretty wild stuff. Or do you just, I'm done, you know, go have some tea, that's it? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, according to, your voice will tell you what you need to do. Uh, a lot of times uh, you need to rest your voice because actually the the the, the voice is just consists of uh, those little two muscles that vibrate uh, on your vocal cords. And, uh, and so it sort of gives you an idea about what you need to do. Um, but as far as the routine is concerned, about 20 years ago, I met a guy on the on the golf course, and I was limping, and uh, he uh, asked me uh, what was wrong, and then I I got to know him, and he turned out to be a, a kinesiologist, uh, the person who's involved with uh, uh, working uh, in different parts of your body, and yeah. so I started to uh, to work out with him. I had been working out, you know, as an athlete when I was uh, in high school and college. And, yeah, I was going to uh, ask you about that, too. <laughs> yeah, pretty good routine, uh, of course, then, but it was all very specialized. And uh, with this guy, um, it was just a general uh, kind of exercise routine for about an hour and a half. And uh, and I stuck with it. And over the years, I've, I've been, uh, I still work out five days a week uh, and uh, for about an hour and a half. And Unfortunately, he passed away, but I, I found another guy to work with, uh, and it's just kind of a routine that I've gotten into. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that's great. Cause, I mean, you look great. I mean, guys, I was looking at the, 
uh, the the program that uh, your publicist sent me. I'm looking at all the pictures from over the years until now, and I was like, wow, man, I I didn't I didn't know your your age until I I looked it up online. I was like, there's there's no way because this, this guy looks great, you know, 75 years old. <laughs> I was like, I wow, can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I'm that old. You know, when I was a kid when I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I read I read I read on your Wikipedia about your success as an athlete, you know, in the Bay. And I, one of the parts of the story is where you skipped the Olympic trials in '56 to head into the studio on the advice of your father. Is that is that true story? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, uh, yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I I went to Berkeley and uh, well, no, I had a, I had a, a an invitation to go to Berkeley as, and fly out for the Olympics uh, as a high jumper. Uh, I was hanging out with Bill Russell and Casey Jones, uh, who are great basketball players. Uh, they went to USF. I went to San Francisco State, and we used to meet at the uh, track meets all the time. And uh, I wanted to go to the Olympics because they were going as basketball players. And uh, uh, during the same week that I <laughs> that I was to go to the trials, I got an opportunity to go to New York, make my first recording. So, so that's kind of how things got started. Yeah. Now, did you did you watch the Olympics? You know that those following Olympics, you know, and like oh, it could have been me, or were you just content? Like, no, this is the path. I, this is the path I'm supposed to go. Well, I I kind of have an insight as to how hard those guys have to work and uh, how talented uh, they are and and how how lucky you have to be that you know no injuries crop up when you you're doing and how many times you have to repeat your performances and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm very content to sit back and watch everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now, you can't mention the name Johnny Mathis without, you know, someone bursting into chances are. I, I, when I told some uh, of my friends, uh, some of them jazz musicians, to say, hey, I'm going to interview Johnny Mathis, and they start saying, chances are, you know, everybody starts singing it, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, those songs are so, you know, songs like that, uh, uh, Misty, they're synonymous with, with Johnny Mathis, you know. Now, as a musician, you've sang these a gazillion times. Do you ever get tired of singing them, or, you know, it's always fresh as soon as it starts coming out? Okay, this is uh, Robert Allen's wonderful song. Got me started in the right direction. Chances are, cause I wear a silly grin the moment you come into view. Chances are you think that I'm in love with you Just because my composure sort of slips The moment that your lips meet mine Chances are you think my heart's your valentine in the magic of moonlight When I sigh, hold me closely Chances are you believe the stars That fill the skies are in my eyes Guess you feel you'll always be The one and only one for me And if you think you could 
could Well, chances are Your chances are Awfully good Chances are you stars that fill the skies are in my eyes guess you feel you'll always be the one and only one for me and if you think you could well chances are your chances are awfully songs and you've, you've sang a gazillion songs but is this the first kind of full country oriented record you've done 
Yeah. Uh, over the years, I've probably done some songs that could be considered country. But my dad was from Texas, mm-hmm. and those types of songs, country songs, were the ones that I first heard when he uh, sat down the piano and started playing and singing for me. And uh, uh, I, you know, I, I really love being able to sing music that reminds me of my dad and my mom. That uh, they were my best buddies, and they were the people that I really wanted to impress with my music because they were so so kind and so so loving for me and my brothers and sisters and um, and that's that's the reason that I recorded for instance the Christmas album uh, which to this day is, is, is still played all the time oh yeah is because I wanted to do something that my mom you know she made Christmas so special for us all the time and uh, so I, I recorded that album with Percy Faith uh, and God bless Percy Faith. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sounds more like Christmas than all his introductions and his arrangements that, uh, that he did for me. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, just a product once again of, of all these uh, people that I've been concerned with over the years. Yeah. Now, when when I was uh, thank you for that. That was really sweet. The you can't mention you know classic country without mentioning you know Buck Owens because you are coming to Bakersfield and so this is a, this is a Buck Owens town. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet or work with Buck at any time over the course of your career? When I first signed with Columbia Records in 1956, I think all the country guys were were coming into their own, um, and uh, we had a, a roster on Columbia. Uh, uh, oh gosh, Carl, 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 uh, Carl Perkins. Uh, well, not Carl. <laughs> Carl, Carl. Um, oh well. Uh, but there, are, there are a few of them. Uh, Marty Robbins and uh, a few of the others, and and we used to uh, run in and out of the, the recording studio all the time. And I used to hang out with these guys. Uh, every year, Columbia had had a you know, uh, what do you call it, a celebration, you know, of all the... Uh, all the arts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I used to hang out and, uh, and go down to Nashville with some of them and see how they lived and uh, what they did for fun. And, um, yeah, I got a chance to uh, to hang with uh, a lot of country artists. Uh, uh, and then, of course, when I uh, started to... Uh, to make recordings, uh, I met people like uh, Vince Gill and, uh, and Larry Gatlin, and uh, and and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, are there any of the kind of new breed of singers that that out there that you think you know? Okay, this 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 gal, this this girl, they have it. I mean, because you you've kind of laid the foundation for you know you know the, just huge. I mean, I was looking at uh, at some of the things that you've accomplished, everything from the recordings from having the first official greatest hits ever released by a record company and just these things. But is there anybody out there, these new kind of young singers out there you think have it? You you follow any of the new singers out there? You know, I've, I've been so involved. <laughs> I'm a golfer, and, <laughs> and all my spare time I'm, I'm, I'm on the golf course. I used to listen uh, hour after hour after hour to music, and that's how that's how I decided what kind of music I wanted to really sing. I, I'd figure out what I could do and what I couldn't do. 
uh, and you know, by listening for hours and hours. And I miss that. I miss it a great deal. And I, I haven't really listened to some of the young people nowadays, but I get a little, um, little messages once in a while from uh, some of the people that I've worked with say, hey, uh, take a listen to so-and-so or so-and-so. And, uh, and you, you caught me <laughs> right at the moment when I'm just about to start listening to uh, some of the newer uh, kids who sing. And, and, you know, they're, they're as good as anybody who has ever been. And uh, that's, that's something that I have to come to grips with because I, I, I still have my old favorites that I hang on to. I got their records, and it's like, you know, it's like manna from, from the gods uh, listening to them. But yeah. there are other people nowadays who are singing just as well and are, are probably going to be um, just as, uh, you know, iconic in the business, but I just haven't gotten around to listening to them yet. Well, your music is obviously going to become manna to the gods for a lot of these young artists. Do you ever step back and say, hey, man, I'm Johnny Mathis? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Once in a while, uh, for instance, uh, who is it? Some of them, they ran into Michael Bublé or, and a couple of other guys that were uh, uh, doing some kind of performance. And uh, they wrote me a little note and saying, you know, we love you. And, and, um, and you just, you know, you're so busy doing what you do that you you don't figure that the, the people are listening. Uh, but uh, I guess they are. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And my last question. Now, you're known as a, as a pretty good cook. I was looking at I was looking up some stuff, and you put out a cookbook. Now, let me ask you this. What would be the perfect meal and wine pairing for someone in Bakersfield to enjoy before your concert in, uh, on September 22nd? Well, you know, uh, I have a routine that I do before I sing, and and it's probably a little bit of uh, oh, I don't know what's a, what's a, what's that foolish little thing that people do. It doesn't probably do any good, but you do it because it, you think it does. And I I eat it. I don't eat red meat. Uh, I maybe maybe one piece of red meat a month or something. Not because I don't like it, it's just because it, uh, I, I don't think I digest it as well. Mm-hmm. So I eat a lot of chick- chicken and fish and uh, seafood and what have you. But but before I sing, I make sure that I eat a great big piece of red meat, <laughs> whether I like it or not. And that's about the only kind of ritual, kind of ritual that I go through. I thank you so much, and uh, Thanks, Matt. yeah, be safe, and we'll see you in Bakersfield. Okay, no, take care. Bye. Look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. And I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand I get misty just holding your hand Walk my way And a thousand violins begin to play 
Or it might be the sound of your hello That music I hear I get misty the moment you're near You can say that you're leading me on But it's just what I want you to do Don't you notice how hopelessly I'm lost That's why I'm following you On my own Would I wander through this wonderland alone Ever knowing my right foot from my left My hat from my love I'm too misty And too much in Too much in love Look at me 